This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Blood Red podcast. I'm your host today, Connor Dunn, and joining me is Ian Doyle. Mm. And I'm going to come to him exactly first because yep. he's currently eating a sandwich. I am because I'm hungry. <laughs> How are you, Ian? I am hungry. Good. Well, slightly less hungry than I was about five minutes ago. I'll ask you some questions about the football mm. once you finish your mouthful. Thank you. I'm also joined by <laughs> Theo Squires. How are you, Theo? Good, thanks, Connor. You? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. And a little night out on Saturday, you'll be a two-day hangover, but all is well. I managed to avoid a two-day hangover, but I was in here yesterday. So. Congratulations. And Matt Addison, how are you? Very good, thank you. Yes. Good. Very pleased. Well, we are here to talk Liverpool and talk a Liverpool game that didn't quite go to plan. Ian Doyle, you were down in Shrewsbury for the FA Cup fourth-round mm. match where Jürgen Klopp's Reds drew 2-2 <coughs> with Shrewsbury Town. What did you make of the game? Um... It was a good FA Cup game. If you love the FA Cup, then you'll love, love watching that, certainly watching it on telly. Not sure many of the Liverpool fans would have enjoyed watching it so much. Certainly the ones in the away end, there wasn't much noise coming from them. Even when Liverpool were 2-0 ahead, it just seemed as though Liverpool weren't very much at it, which I'm sure we'll touch on it. There's quite a few reasons for that. Obviously, your club made 11 changes. And for the youngsters, it's one thing playing at Anfield in front of 50,000 people, giving the backing against Everton. It's quite another thing, the intimate surrounds of somewhere like the Montgomery Waters Mm -hmm. Meadow, which is a great name for a stadium, with about 7,500 Shrewsbury fans just, you know, baying for for their team. Bit of a bobbly pitch. I mean, it wasn't a terrible pitch, but it wasn't perfect. Jürgen Klopp made comments of the fact that Liverpool never really got used to it. Um, But they were let down by, not by the youngsters, but by the senior players. I mean, you had to look at some of the performances. And the other thing on top of that, which, as I say, we will touch on, I guess, is the fact that three of them were coming back from having been out for, I think it was three months, six weeks, and nearly two months, respectively. And if they're all making the first start, you can get away with one, possibly two, but to have three in a team with so many other youngsters and a couple of fringe players, a bit of a recipe for things not going quite so well. But having said all of that, with the talent that Liverpool had out on the pitch, they still... Should have won, but you know you got to say fair play to Shrews, but it was their big moment. I know the uh, when they made the change, the substitution. I mean, the lad who scored the two goals and possibly could have scored a winner at the end. When he came on, it was the the striker that went off Lang. I think he was the Everton fan. I think he's the Everton yeah, fan. Yeah, Lang's yeah, Lang's Everton fan. Yeah, yeah. Some of the Shrewsbury fans were booing that decision, not to bring on the, the 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 other lad, but the fact that he went off because he'd done actually quite well, and I thought he had done quite well. But obviously, the manager knows best, and that kind of paid <laughs> off a little bit for him. Uh, somewhat so uh, no overall wasn't Liverpool's best performance by any stretch of the imagination you could argue it's not even a Liverpool team as such certainly not the one that we used to see in the Premier League and Champions League but still still 11 players representing the club you know you could argue that you know the fact that there was a massive pitch invasion at the end at the fact that Liverpool drew shows you how far they've come yeah no I, I totally get that point but Theo this was obviously a much changed Liverpool side but have you ever really seen a performance like this from a Liverpool team in recent times? Because I even think back to the Carabao Cup game with Aston Villa and all the youngsters put out a really spirited performance, really strong, played like a Liverpool team. But that yesterday didn't really feel like it, did it? No, it didn't. Um, but like Doyle said, when you've got those key players that are coming back, they're not really wanting to play at Shrewsbury. And like like of Fabinho, he's not going to have played someone like that before, is he? So that's always going to come in and weigh in why they can't go and play at their best. Um, you looked at it before Liverpool have had these sticky cup ties but they haven't had one for a few years like we remember them getting knocked out to Barnsley they've needed replays against Luton stuff like that and it's just how good they've become under Jurgen Klopp 
that you think, oh, they'll just beat everyone quite easily. And it's quite funny that what the two worst performances we've seen from for a while have come in the space of a week and he's made so many changes. And you say, well, is the squad a little bit tired or anything, making the changes and that? Um, if you talk about the games earlier in the season in the League Cup, uh, they weren't coming back from injuries, those senior players. Uh, you had the likes of Adam Alana, who's desperate to get an opportunity, desperate to get on the pitch. And then, obviously, at Anfield, you're up for it. It's earlier in the season, all that stuff. You don't want to really be playing a team like Shrewsbury like that when you think you're world champions, European champions. You don't want to be playing a League One team when it's going to be nitty-gritty and then have to proper scrap for it when you're not used to it. So it's a change pace for them. Uh, at least they get the week off still with the replay from what Jürgen said. It's just going to be uh, interesting to see how they approach it with who is available. The point is, though, Matt, I mean, Theo's just said there, Adam Lallana, you know, when he's getting in the team, he's really wanted to prove a point. And I know these players are returning from injury and you've got to think that they are going to want to prove a point as well, particularly for the likes of Matip and Lovren. You know, they are really fighting for their place. It's a Rigi, you know, you might think he had an opportunity of perhaps Mane being injured. And, you know, what do you think, you know, they themselves would be thinking of their performances after that as well? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> particularly the the two centre-backs, I think they'll be massively disappointed with, with the way it went. I thought for a period in the first half, it looked like obviously Liverpool were going to go on and, and win the game comfortably. But then one or two individual mistakes that we haven't really seen from, from Lovren or Matip for, for quite a long time now. And I think those two particularly will, will be disappointed with, with what they produced. Of course, there's the caveat that they were coming back from injury, but... Realistically, you know, players of, of that quality and at that level shouldn't be making mistakes like that against, you know, a League One side as they are. So, you know, I think with Fabinho, there's there's obviously the excuse that he's been out for a, a long time. And I think that's slightly different if you're a midfielder, but certainly for the defenders, they would have seen how well Joe Gomez has done. Obviously, Van Dijk is, is irreplaceable um, in the first 11. So, yeah, I think they, one of, one of them at least needed to come in and, and make a real positive impression and in the end they just seem to do quite the opposite we always seem to get it with the centre-backs when they come back from injury they're always really rusty when they get thrown back in like Joe Gomez when he wasn't in the team at the start of the season he was putting in performances at right back wasn't looking good um, Dejan Lovren's had his criticism in the past Joel Matip's had his criticism in the past and then they get that run of games or alongside Virgil van Dijk and they look so good you think oh that's what they need it, is it the Van Dyke effect or is it just defenders need that run of games? And it wasn't as though it's uh, your senior players littered all over the pitch. It's the spine of the team. It's like your two centre-backs and your older midfielder. That's what pieces it all together. And if they're not going to be at the races, it's understandable why the rest of the team will fall apart around it. I wouldn't criticise the centre-backs too much, says the man who gave them both five out of ten. <laughs> but, you know, giving them five out of ten, that's on the basis of how they perform, which was way below their standard. That's fair enough. He says justifying those five out of ten ratings. But... They are both coming back from injury. I mean, Matip has played one game since, I think, is it the start of October? October, yeah. And even then, he probably shouldn't have played against Manchester United. So for him, and especially he's got that, he's seen Gomez going. So he, you know, he ended last season as a Champions League winner. Started this season as second choice, got his place back straight away when, as Theo said, Gomez didn't start particularly well. But he's now seen Gomez go back to what he was 18 months ago. So tough for him I mean and the other thing is in the second first half I thought they did okay the centre-backs I thought they were fine they got caught out once but I think that was more Fabinho whoever it was lose the ball in the middle it could have been yeah. Curtis Jones yeah, can't, quite, can't quite remember but that wasn't their fault because that was the only way they were playing in the first half but the second half I don't understand why Matip kept playing the ball out from defence it must have been an order from the coaching staff from Klopp to do that because there was no that Shrewsbury just went hang on we're just going to push it really high here 
and they were just pressing the, the two centre-backs when they were passing the ball about the back. And you could argue that Liverpool had no one to belt it to up front because of all the players who were playing. I thought Origi was the biggest disappointment because, as you said, Mane is injured. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. We still don't know. There's an opportunity there for a, for a starting role because you'd think that Origi would be first in line with Minamino having played the last couple of games to get himself, to get himself up to speed. But. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but Origi was... He had one of those Origi... Ish kind of games, didn't he? Didn't really he come he, alive until he, 75 minutes? Yeah, he'd had that chance in the first half when he was in a central position and then he had that shot from about 35 yards, which, which to be fair, the keeper did quite well to yeah. save that. And that was from a central position as well. When he was out on the left, I mean, where the press box is at uh, Shrewsbury is obviously quite near to the pitch because it's quite a small ground. In the first half, they were positioned by us and we could see Regan just getting frustrated with himself. Some of the stuff he was doing, it wasn't quite working. He, and then he, he, when it, with him, when he loses a little bit of confidence, he loses a little bit of his power for some reason, his, his physique, mm-hmm. and he gets knocked off the ball and then things don't quite go to plan. But, you know, he, it was an afternoon for him to do something and he just didn't. And it's, it's, it's strange in a way because if you look at the other games that he's played in, against Everton, he was good. Uh, against Arsenal in the Carabao Cup, he was good. Last season against Wolves, he scored in the FA Cup. So when he's had these opportunities, so again... We shouldn't be massively harsh on him because he's obviously not started a game for... When was the last time he started a game? Would have been Everton, 5-2. It would have been... No, he would have been the FA, the FA Cup game, wouldn't it? The Everton one, that oh, yeah. one, yeah. So he's not started loads of games recently. But, you know, as I say... He's had there's, Minamino there's, coming ahead of him, hasn't he, in the last mm, league game as yeah. well? Yeah, so there, have, there were reasons for these players playing poorly, but that doesn't necessarily excuse why in the second half they all fell apart so much when in the first half they had... The basis of that one, the lead, and then you know, almost—it's almost like that second goal for that for Shrews, uh, the own goal that Shrewsbury scored. Which at the time we thought, "What's happened there?" We yeah. didn't even think it'd gone in because no one seemed to celebrate. We were like, "What's is that? It's a goal. What's happened? What's he done that for?" Kind of thing. That's the worst thing that could have happened to Liverpool, and the best thing that could have happened to Shrewsbury because Liverpool, Adrian speaking after the game, said, "Oh, they just kind of relaxed. Went, oh, two 0 Shrewsbury, job done." That's when they started messing about with it at the back, and then. Once Shrewsbury get a chance, they get two chances, they get the penalty. It's like the momentum. And to be honest, Liverpool could easily have lost that and nobody would have complained about it. I'm going to be careful with how I say this, but I suppose part of it is the FA Cup, how it's seen the perception, not just here, but overseas as well. Like we're in this times now now where um, it's not as important and it is becoming that secondary competition like the domestic cups are on the continent. Whereas if you've got your homegrown players there like Adam Lallana, James Milner, whatever, they've grown up, they've seen these cup upsets, they know the lower league time teams, you can't take them for granted, they've got all the remotes and the stories there, they're going to be up for it. Whereas if you're playing in Spain where it's a secondary competition or you've grown up in Spain, Italy, Germany, wherever, you don't quite have that same intimidation about playing these lower league teams. So maybe it is attitude there as well. I disagree. You reckon? Yeah, because Lovren's been in England for how many years? <coughs> yeah, Six or seven. Matip's been here for three, four years, sorry. Adrian played a good game. He's been mm-hmm. with West Ham. Chiravea played very well against Everton. He's been in England for four years, and he made you know he's, he played in the FA Cup four years ago for Liverpool. Being in England is very chance. different to growing up when you're a teenager when you're like eight watching. But it then all. it's a chance for them to play, isn't it? As well, so why would you not put in a hundred percent? I don't think the fact that it's the FA Cup had anything to do with it. I just think it's the overall everything that we just already mentioned about players coming back and youngsters playing. Matt, that. did Liverpool have anyone other than themselves to blame? Not really. I think there was. Um, do we, I mean, I, I agree with Theo to an extent, but I How think... How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, for those players, no matter where you've grown up or no matter what you think of that competition, they shouldn't really have allowed themselves to, to fall into that trap. And it was, as, as Ian said before, it was the, the more experienced players who, 
who sort of did drop off in that second half. I mean, Lovren probably was the the prime example for me with with the mistake on the goal. Um, and it, yeah, it's it's a surprise that Liverpool, you know, a team with that sort of mentality that they've shown time and time again this season, they normally have been able to get over the line. And, and for whatever reason, yesterday it just didn't quite happen. I don't want to use the term magic of the cup, but <laughs> you just use the term magic of the cup. It's too late, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, some, something strange went on with with Liverpool, and I think look, they'll they'll probably get the job done um, in the home game. Really, I that is a think. massive shout. When we come back to that, we will come, we'll come back to that later, of course. But I mean, I I always thought if Liverpool got a home draw uh, in the FA Cup, I'd I'd back them a hundred percent away from home. It, it changes slightly, uh, but I think yeah. <laughs> to go back to what I was saying I mean it, it, it was just a surprise that the mentality just wasn't there for whatever reason and, and Jurgen Klopp will hope to put that right sooner rather than later just not in the replay because he's not there yeah well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, seemingly importantly you know mm. Liverpool weren't beaten um, no they were not and I don't think it was all totally negative as you've already mentioned there Ian I thought Shiravella played very very well and I thought you know, he could probably be one of the ones that called his help higher. Neko Williams, I thought, played pretty well as well. How did you make of like the other players that perhaps stood out a little bit more in Liverpool's team? Nico Williams. Thank you. <laughs> Nico Williams. You said Neko. Okay. It's okay. Right. Is it Neko or Nico? Now you've got me cut no. yourself now. <laughs> it's definitely Nico. Is it definitely Nico? Okay, fine. Sorry. Um, <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> yes, that's no problem. I thought Chirabay was good first half. It's a great pass for, for Jones's goal. Yeah. Second half, he wasn't one of the only ones that struggled a little bit. But then that's because, the, you know, Fabinho was meant to be the guy who was holding the midfield together. And as we just explained, he had a little bit of a, a problem with that. I mean, it was interesting. Curtis Jones was an interesting one for me because he's been playing on the left-hand side of the, the forward line for the under-23s and the in the youth league. And he's been very, very good. But he started out as a central midfielder. And I don't think... He Certainly at the moment, way he forward, is. Didn't he, yeah, I think he's, he was more or less playing almost, not always up there, but... It made it a life a little bit more difficult. There wasn't quite the same... It's where his goal came from as well, wasn't it, making that yeah, from that position? same dynamism in terms of defence. So maybe the defence didn't. But then they should still, I know we're saying all of this, it should still <laughs> yes. big throws be no matter what. So it, it was not down to Curtis Jones. It wasn't down to Chirabay. It wasn't down to Yasser Larichu. I thought had a very, very tough game. Gave away the penalty, obviously. But the thing about him is that... Which wasn't just, a penalty. He's outside the box. He should have been sent off then, shouldn't he? Mm. So, so in that way, he got away with it. Him personally, if not Liverpool as a team. Um, but... He carried on going. There was a bit in the, towards the end of the game where, I can't remember what happened, Liverpool had a corner, had a few players up, they broke and he just absolutely legged it back and won the ball or, or won a throw in or whatever, stop, stop Shrews from breaking down that flank. So he, while he had a tough time, he has, he has the mentality that you need to be able to make it because he just didn't really let it all affect him. Thought Nico Williams or Neko Williams, depending on how we call we'll him, we'll ask you next time. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he, he, he was good, but... Again, there was a couple of times where he got caught under the ball when they were playing the diagonals in the second half. That, that was right in front of where we were sat. But again, he didn't really let it affect him. You've got to bear in mind, you know, that was Lurucci's first senior start ever. That's only Williams' third start, is it? I think it's third. Oh, yeah. would have been the first he, one, that, Yeah. And then Everton. Yeah, so yeah. that's his third, yeah. third start. So 
these are players who are learning the trade still. I mean, Harvey Elias, we haven't mentioned him. thought it was very, very tough for him. Very he difficult did, He game. didn't really get a pass. He didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't do anything because he was totally not involved in the game. And that's for kind of something that he's more not... more than any time I've seen him, he looked 16. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to get that because, you know, he's, I think when we had Joe Thomas... That's because he's 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, we, when we had Joe Thomas in on our podcast on Friday and he was talking about Shrewsbury's team and he was saying they're a mixture of players who've come up through some Premier League teams yeah, like, Premier for, Academy for example, that Donald Love who was at Manchester United who scored the own goal and seasoned professionals who are desperate to make a big impact in what could be the biggest game so that's the kind of thing Everton in the last round wasn't that was it it was Everton it's almost like a completely different kind yeah, of game definitely it's, so it was different and as we mentioned before it was a different atmosphere it was that was an atmosphere that was everything was geared towards Liverpool youngsters succeeding and this one was everything was geared towards them failing if you add in the fact that the senior players were underperforming. So in that respect, a couple of them, certainly three or four of them, actually came out of it quite well for varying degrees. And, and you couldn't blame any of them for anything, really, to be honest. Before we move on, Theo, to a couple of the big talking points from that after that game. Um, we've mentioned it a little bit already, but Minamino and Origi, I felt, felt there was a little bit of an opportunity to already discuss with Mane perhaps being injured, probably maybe not going to play against West Ham. We'll come on to the team selection in a minute, but... I thought Minamino probably proved himself a little bit better than Origi is maybe in with a, a shout to start midweek. Potentially, but the issue with Minamino at the moment is he's settling in. So they seem to be use, he seems to be better when he's playing centrally. Like we saw it last season with Fabinho when um, Klopp didn't want to have him as the holding man on his own because he did struggle and he looked a bit leggy when he was given that opportunity. Um, so they had the two and the four two three one to get the best out of him until he settled, got used to the Liverpool way of playing. Now it looks great, uh, apart from yesterday. And then um, we had with Minamino. He looks a bit lost at the moment when he plays out wide, but then at the same time, he can sometimes look a bit lightweight. And when you're new to a league, it would be easier to get bullied off the ball and all that. But he still keeps going. And it's one where, well, if Mane's out, we're going to assume Mane's out, do you put Firmino on the left so you can have him centrally? Or do you just put him out wide and hope he can adjust to it, even though that's not where he's been used so far? Uh, Origi... It's just one of those. He always has a game like this every so often where he just forgets how to play football. <laughs> it's just bizarre. And I think we can forgive him doing that against Shrewsbury as long as he turns up against your Barcelona's, your Champions League finals or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't mind him being awful against Shrewsbury as long as he's got those moments in him. And if I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd probably lean towards him over Minamino for West Ham just for the experience in it. Okay. And he's more used to that role. Yeah, fine. Well, we'll come on to team selection for West Ham in a moment but Matt I'll come to you with this first because you seem to be thinking that Liverpool are going to beat everyone no matter who they get out um, Klopp said after the game that he and no senior players are going to be involved in the replay he's going to respect the Premier League's winter break he's been told at the start of the season that he's not to arrange any games in that time and just have the week off um, what did you make of that was that right or wrong it was a big debate afterwards I know the Action Stanley owner has come out Andy Holt and called it embarrassing disgraceful and everything else you can think of I, to be honest, I think he's absolutely right. I think he's been going on for a long time, probably since he's come into the club and, and come into to English football about how important it is that we have an English, um, a winter break in England and how we have so many competitions. You know, we have two domestic cup competitions. I don't think any other top league around Europe has that. There's so much fixture congestion. I think something does have to be done so that the players don't have as much strain placed on them. You know, we've we've seen Sadio Mane get injured. I assume that's you know something to do with the amount of games that he's had to play over the last couple of seasons. Um, and I think if Jurgen Klopp 
didn't make that stand, it would almost be a bit strange given how much he's gone on and on and on about how much he doesn't like it. The fact that he's got this opportunity now to say, well, no, you said we can't play any games in this period. Now you've changed your mind. I'm doing what you told us to do to begin with. I think some people will disagree with it. And I think some people will... Some people have disagreed with it. Many people have <laughs> said it's, it's been controversial and that's fair enough. But I think from his perspective, the FA Cup isn't a massive priority. The prize money isn't massive. There's no real prestige around it in comparison to the Champions League and the Premier League. I just think the circumstances are right for, for Klopp to take a stand here and, and really make a point to the FA or to the Premier League or to whoever really who will listen to say, look, this is something that's got to change and I'm going to try and force your hand here. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. By the way, I totally disagree. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. I think he could make a point, which he is doing, but there's ways and means <clears> of doing it. <clears throat> I think for him to say, for a start it says the players break not the managers break so he should be able to go off and do the game no matter what so I'm not sure what's going on there um, I He's think all the day hasn't he not able to cancel it <laughs> I think he could probably afford to cancel it somehow you know what I mean I think he's obviously big on players welfare uh, not just he made a point of saying after the game it's not just the mental welfare uh, the physical welfare even it's the mental one as well which we've since subsequently seen the letter or extracts of the letter that was sent to last March to to Liverpool, I'm presuming all the Premier League clubs, where it says this is a week where it's, you know, a break for the players, for their mental well being and their physical well being, and we don't want you to organise any competitive or non competitive games because there was that fear that some clubs could go off to Dubai and play a friendly against whoever Barcelona or somebody like that. So they stopped that. And that's the Premier League have said that it's important to remember the timeline on this because that was last March. The fixture list came out in July, June, June. So they knew what the dates were for the FA Cup and the FA Cup replays. But what they didn't know then is when the actual Premier League break was going to be, because that only got decided in late December. So do you think this, well, Liverpool this season, do you think they've just totally exposed a lack of cohesion between the FA and the Premier League? I think it's, it's a tough one, really, because <laughs> don't forget there's the League Cup thing that happened at Qatar, and that is a one-off. And I don't know how they could have got a way around. There was a way around that. They just refused to take it. And I think Liverpool partly just went, you know what, we'll just play the kids in this particular game. Which I think people, while some people didn't like it, understood it. This is this is different because the players are all available and they're all there and there's no other game. And Liverpool don't play a game like for another 10 days after it or when, when it's we presume that the, uh, uh, the replay is going to take place because we don't know yet. So I think Klopp, as I say, he's trying to make a point. I understand the point. I agree with the point. But there's a ways and means to doing it. And I think doing it like this probably is the most dramatic way. I mean, and the other thing is the players. The players have been told, from what Bramard led to believe, that you're on holiday, all the senior players. So presumably from that, none of them will be able to play in terms of Klopp's not going to be there, so they can't play kind of thing because Neil Critch, the under-23s boss, is at the moment going to take charge of this. So if you're Shakiri, if you're Cater, if you're Lalana, if you're Lovren or Matip, possibly Milner, Origi, you could even say Minamino, and you've not been playing that much. And there's this game where it's at Anfield, it's a competitive match, it's a cup game, you could get through to the last 16. I think you'd probably want to play. You're not going to be tired, you won't nah, be the rest. Love me their holidays. They love their days off. Yeah, but you're telling me that Shakiri needs a rest. He'd be absolutely desperate to play in that game. I, I completely agree that you know these players will be desperate, but I think 
the broader picture is that he's trying to make a general point. And uh, I true, think, but then, I think that's far more important than. A I think this will occasion. develop. I don't think this is the end. No, of I absolutely hundred percent. That's why I've written a story today saying that it's the FA's next move. There is a possibility if they were absolutely keen on getting this game played at a different time, they could play it, and I think it's the week. The end of February, but they'd have to move the West Ham game forward. It's on a Monday night, which is, you know, we all know about Monday night football, whether that should happen or not. That's a completely different debate. Move <laughs> I, that to, I can open this one Move that to Sunday. <laughs> then they could play the game on the Wednesday because the FA Cup fifth round is getting taking place the following midweek. So, and there's no replays there. So that's a free midweek. They could play it there. I mean, Shrewsbury, I think they're playing Tramia that midweek, but presumably they've got some free midweeks in that time the weeks following that that they could play so I don't see there's a way around this the problem is that it's while the Premier League have been well-meaning and to bring in this winter break of sorts I'm not so sure yeah, on it with, I, again from what I'm led to believe I think the FA back the Premier League but then why on earth would the schedule yeah. replays for when one of the some of the teams would be in the break. I mean, it depends what you define as a break. I don't think it's does a it break. Just a, it's, a does it just, it's just a weekend off, isn't it? The week, winter break is a joke. Like you look in the other countries when they do proper winter breaks, they get two, three weeks off. Well, Minamino had it before he came over, didn't he? Can we? But then the thing, the reason, what's the reason that England's never had a winter break and it's got nothing to do with how many games they play? What's the reason? No, well, it's more to do with the fact you cannot, you cannot uh, predict the English weather. You can't. <laughs> so, you know, they could like, oh, let's have these three weeks off and the weather's fine they come back and the weather's terrible and loads of games gets postponed everyone will just say why didn't we play when the weather was good it's not like in you know Austria where you know it's going to be snowing snowing etc et to a certain extent Germany as well they're used to that Italy only has like two weeks over Christmas two or three weeks the same with Spain that's, still over, get that's it. Christmas and um, can you imagine there being no I mean if there was going to be a, a, a break for me it would be last game on the Boxing Day come back the second weekend of January with the FA Cup third round that's what I'd do. I've always said that. Because it's one where it's all, it's, you can blame the TV companies, can't you? That's the reason why England is not having a proper break this year, because they want their football every single weekend. That's why they split the Premier League. That's why they've spent all the money on it, though. So, so they can't have it both ways. But Fred, they want oh. it both ways. This, <laughs> this is a debate that has gone on a tangent, but I'm going to bring it back because I think there's another big talking point we need to talk about before mm. we need to move on to West Ham. And that is, we don't know when the game is going to be played, the replay. Probably going to be in February, probably going to be in the break. If only youngsters are playing, we discussed this just before the podcast, Theo will come to you on it. It's going to be a bit of an issue stopping players going out on loan if they're going to be playing in this replay, isn't it? Yeah, like Petro Chervella is probably the best one here because he's said probably for about a year now, his future is not at Liverpool and it's just been waiting for him to go and he's still there. Granted, he's come in, he's had his opportunities this year and he's done well. But you can't say to him, oh, we want to keep you for this one game. Because whether he gets a permanent move or a loan move, he is going to go at some point. He knows his future is not at the club. Um, and it's like, if the senior players are off, that means your senior keeper who's available is Kelleher. But then he's been linked with a loan move before. I think when um, Gorsty first broke the news that Bruce would be going out on loan a couple months back, Kelleher was putting that story yeah. with him. And then it's just gone completely quiet there. Uh, another one I'd be looking at is Nico Williams, just because the way he's put in his analysis here, the way he's playing at the moment, he should have a shot of getting it in the Wales Euro 2020 squad. But if Liverpool get knocked out of the FA Cup to Shrewsbury, what opportunity is he going to get until Liverpool <coughs> have already won the Premier League? Touch wood. I'm not going to jinx it yet. So it's like, well, wouldn't he be better off going to a championship team, playing every week, 
And then just, you've got that experience, you can now go to the Euros. And then it's one where if he's got a future with Liverpool or not, that's a brilliant experience for him. Curtis Jones, he's going to stay, but then is he a senior player? Is he a youth reserve player? What do we count him as now? What squad is going to be available? Like the Aston Villa game. I don't think anyone, when the, that game was announced and they said they're going to be playing the younger players, Liverpool fans expected it to be the under-18s. And it's like, well, do we expect it to be under-18s now? And it is going to be the 23s are off too. And then it's, well, who is going out on loan? Because it's been quite a quiet month so far for Liverpool in terms of players going out. Herbie Kane's gone, but that's really about it, I think, from the team that faced Villa. So and he was one of the best players against Yeah, he was, yeah. It's the most senior side, as you could tell. It's going to be an interesting one for him because you can't deny these youngsters an opportunity to go out and play games when you're potentially just putting them up to be whipping boys against Shrewsbury. Is this potential to be a PR disaster for Liverpool? I was thinking this because everything's been so positive for months and months on end. And then Klopp, from obviously a position of strength and being, you know, what he's like, he, when he believes in something, he'll, he'll, he'll stick with it. Guy, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some might say stubborn uh, when it comes to things like that. And I'm not saying that he's wrong because he quite clearly is right. There's too much asked of top players. But as Andy Holt said, it's not just about Liverpool, the FA Cup. The FA Cup, the entire point of the FA Cup is that it's about everybody. So, and it's like Shrewsbury played pretty much the same amount of games as Liverpool this season. Exactly. But they're like 16th, aren't they, yeah. in their table. So, mm, I, I, but then again, they played the full team against Liverpool. It's just, just, it's just a, it's such a delicate situation because there are the people like me who still think the FA Cup's great, and there's the people like Matt who think it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to throw Joe under the bus then. No, not Joe. He doesn't count. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he, but he just says that for he prefers the League Cup, which we could be here all day if we start talking about that. Um, it's well, the FA Cup's not going to go anywhere. It's still going to be there. It may get fiddled around a little bit. Personally speaking, I think the replay should stay. I don't have a problem with it being a replay. It could be a big payday for Strosby, but then we come to the question of how many fans are going to Liverpool fans are going to turn up and watch because, again, what I'm led to believe is that the price for the replay has already been agreed between Liverpool and Shrewsbury because that's just the that's the way things are done. So it's not like Liverpool can say, right, we're only going to charge a fiver for this game because then Shrewsbury go, hang on, we were getting half yeah, the, the game receipts. Exactly, yeah, exactly, it, yeah, exactly. So they'd have to do that. So maybe that's the way around it. But so it's like, just... Shrewsbury are going to sell out their allocation at all, so their mm-hmm. fans don't really care what they're paying. But <laughs> surely the club would want it to really be... Care well, exactly, the club would want it to be... Shrewsbury would want yeah, it to be... Cl- oh, I was the actual thinking. fans. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting debate. But yeah, bringing it back to the players, Matt, how are you thinking those, you know, you have the academy a lot, you have covered the academy a lot, and you, you know, some of those players, how do you think they'll be feeling, you know, thinking that they're going to go into that game, perhaps with no senior players involved, no Klopp in for another first team game? What do you kind of think that's how they're going to be doing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be another slightly strange occasion. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if sort of Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, if those sorts of players didn't play in this game. I don't think it's quite going to be as weak as, as what the Aston Villa team was. Um, and I think, obviously, it's another chance for them to play at Anfield, which is fantastic. Um, I do. I am slightly surprised that, that Klopp himself isn't going to be there. I think that would have been quite a nice thing for, for him to be there, even if he was there alongside Neil Critchley, um, and they sort of did it between them. Um, because, you know, as again, as Ian said before, it, it's not really a break for him. He doesn't... Well, he, he does do a bit of running around on the sidelines. But what, I think not, he, it's not what he gives players. emotionally yeah. and mentally, yeah. Yeah. isn't it? I mean, to be fair to him, you probably want to break as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I think, you know, I, th- I think it would have been nice for, for him to be there. How much strain mentally on him is the for a, a fourth round FA Cup game at home to a League One side? 
probably not a massive amount. Um, and I, I just think it would have been... Your mention's going to be so fun after this. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think Liverpool will obviously want to get through. These young players want to have more chances in this competition going forward. And as much as I'm not a massive fan of it, it would be, be very nice to, to see them again. Be interested to see if player power actually becomes an issue in this if those players we've mentioned you like so if Shaqiri actually get involved and say look we actually want to play some senior games at Liverpool I mean I'm of the opinion that they will they'll probably want to play and I don't think it'll be an under 18s team that's just what my gut tells me well I can't I can't see well well we can also I have to say that the club's ownership are also have been involved in this decision as well so it's something that they believe in so I think the game might get moved you know Certainly set to be an interesting development over the next couple of weeks, which we'll keep you updated about on this Blood Red podcast every Monday and Friday. Um, but Very I'll good. move good. on because <laughs> Liverpool have got another game coming thick and fast, and that is West Ham. They've only won one of their last six Premier League games. Um, they are close to the bottom of the table. They're not in great form. But David Moyes is the manager, and he has mm. a pretty decent record against Liverpool. What would you expect from a, a David Moyes side on Wednesday? Um, I'm not sure he has a decent record against Liverpool in sense of winning games, but he draws an awful yeah. lot, and he, so he's a good in that sense. I mean, a lot of managers would probably yeah, exactly, take that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it draws a good result for West Ham at that point, and it's not exactly a terrible result for Liverpool, is it? Let's be perfectly honest. This is their game in hand, isn't it? So mm. it's the one that's always they've been able to count on for the past six weeks, I think it is, it's, or maybe yeah. maybe five weeks, I should say. So. Yeah, we know what West Ham are going to do. I mean, the London Stadium's terrible for football. I mean, the first time I went was last season. It was like, this is dreadful. I mean, from the the press box, isn't particularly that back in the stand, but you're miles away from the pitch. So if you're a fan sitting at the back of the stand, I mean, you're miles away from it. And it's just, it's not a great for atmosphere. I mean, I'm speaking as somebody who used to absolutely love going to Upton Park. Used to absolutely love it. It's a proper football ground. I know people say this about certain old stadiums, but it wasn't like it was a really, really old stadium. A couple of the stands were quite reasonably new. It was quite close to the pitch, you know, and it was always a good crack there. But going back to your point about Moyes, yeah, he'll be he'll be quite keen to put one over, put one over Liverpool. He'll be looking forward to testing himself against Klopp. Um, who did they draw? Everton, wasn't it? They drew. Yeah, yeah so, he's, he's, so he, he managed to upset one, you know, his former club and now his former main adversary. I think he'd be be quite keen to do that. And of course, Liverpool last season drew their one all and that was round about this time of the year where they dropped a few points that ultimately proved decisive in the title race. And they yeah. should have lost to West Ham, shouldn't they? It was offside. Well, yeah, that's true. How do you think Liverpool are going to approach the game, Theo? Is it just going to be absolutely back to it? Gung-ho, let's get another win, 19 points clear, let's go for it. Yeah, so another Premier League team. It's going to be back to basics for them. Um, the FA Cup's not really going to be in the players who step out of mind, and they're just going to go for it. They always seem to have this right mentality when they're approaching the league games. And the only issue I've got for it is if Mane's out, they don't look as good without him. So it's finding that balance there in the front three. But the back five, including Allison in there, solid. No complaints there. They're just doing the job. And the midfield, they just seem to keep finding a way to grind out results and win games in a different style. And yeah, Liverpool weren't at their best against Wolves, but that was up against Adama Traore, who I think no defence can really stop when he's at the races. West Ham, low on confidence, out of form. I think they've got quite a few injuries themselves. Some set this up for a West Ham upset, but it should be another routine Liverpool performance and they can get back to their best. Would this be the final nail in the Premier League coffin, Matt? Or do you think he's already done? 
I mean, I've already said publicly it, it is done. I think Liverpool are going to win the league. Um, but of course, there's more games and, and more work to be done before that's confirmed. And like Theo said, I mean, there's, if you look at Liverpool's record this season, there's no reason to, to think that they can't beat West Ham. West Ham are, have been dire for a few weeks and look, they're, they're not in the greatest place. They've got loads of injuries. They've struggled for form all season and you know, David Moyes is, is a bit of a story and there's a bit of a narrative on that side of things. But I think, look, Liverpool have, have disproved those sorts of things several times over the last couple of seasons. And, you know, it would be a massive shock if, if West Ham were to win. It would be a, a bit of a shock if, if West Ham were to draw. So I think Liverpool, are, you know, I, I, I'd expect them to go there and win, no doubt about that. West Ham, of course, being the only Premier League team Liverpool haven't beaten this season. Not least because they haven't played them yet. <laughs> yeah. um, the interesting things to note, I suppose, around this before from Liverpool's perspective is, is team selection. I think, obviously, in defence, <coughs> you've got it all boxed off. The back five is, is Alisson, it's Trent. Nobody it's, going for Matip now? <laughs> it's Gomez, it's Van Dijk, it's Robertson. Um, well, you're saying that to two members of the Joe Gomez uh, fan club. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Fully fledged <laughs> founders of the Joe Gomez <laughs> fan club. How much is a subscription membership? I think we've put it on the back bonus. It's just free. <laughs> Everybody's welcome. <laughs> we sort of forgot about it at the start of the season because no one else really wanted to be part of it. But now the loving's back. Anyway, <laughs> midfield and attack, I think there are selection poses, as mm. you like to call them, Ian. Um, who would be in your midfield? Uh, Henderson and the Witch, definitely playing. Mm-hmm. That's one album, for the uninitiated. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Nabulous Cater. Nabby Cater, baby Keith. I think he's gonna. <laughs> I think he's gonna be. Uh, he was on the bench, wasn't he? I think he, he played there last season. Did okay, although he did. I think he, didn't he fall asleep for their goal or the free kick? He played mm. first game of season four 0 didn't he? Yeah. He played really well. The on free that kick. One. I think yeah, he switched exactly. off. Yeah, didn't he? He's, yeah, yeah. So I think Cater might play. Okay. If not, then then Theodore. Option. It's probably going to be Oxlade Chamberlain, isn't it? I think that's what he's been doing at the moment, sticking with the same three. Um, it's tempting to throw Fabinho in because he needs <coughs> minutes, but he was so rusty at the weekend. I think those players coming back from injury, Klopp will probably save them a bit for after the winter break when they can all just have a clean slate for the final hurdle in the season. That winter break. Yes. <laughs> same midfield for you, Matt? Or what are you thinking in terms of Doyle or you think of Theo? Yeah, I think Henderson, Henderson Wijnaldum and Oxlade-Chamberlain is the obvious one. Obviously, all three of them sat out over the weekend and... I would uh, expect Fabinho to come off the bench just to to get a, a few more minutes under his belt. I'm going to go with Henderson, Wijnaldum and Lallana. Oh, Lallana. Yeah. I Has think he been ill or injured or whatever? He's, he's ill. Yeah, but I think he probably will be returning when he's kind of... To be honest, we don't know. We'll know no. tomorrow. I mean, it's, I was surprised he missed out, so he must be properly ill. Hmm. Okay, well, if he's available, I'm playing Lallana. <laughs> if he's not... Cater. I think just getting Cater on the field um, in a really senior setup and if he does you know perhaps switch off on the he's got he's got Henderson he's got Wijnaldum he's got everybody around him who can kind of make up for anything that goes wrong which players didn't happen on Sunday didn't really happen for them um, in the attack Sadio Mane I think is the big question obviously Felino <coughs> and Salah are playing I, I don't think Mane's playing is so it? we're saying Sadi no Sadi no Sadi no Mane there you go Sadi no mates yeah uh, I'm going with Origi yeah Origi Origi Sir Origi clean sweep <laughs> I've been absolutely slaughtered Origi plays Minamino none of us are going to play him yeah anyway score predictions <laughs> um, what did I say last I said 3-2 to Liverpool after the, for the Shrewsbury game so it wasn't far off there um, you're still wrong I'm still wrong yeah <laughs> I was incorrect correct um, 
Uh, come back to me. I'm saying 2 0. 3 0. 3 1. 1 0. How do you see, gonna, you see that one all going? Well, one team scores, then the other team scores. But which team scores first? I would say Liverpool score first. And then concede and have and a nervy then, end again. Yeah, I think it's... it's all the, you know what? No, you know what? I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I think Liverpool are going to win 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> Big statement if, if performance. If it doesn't happen this week uh, on Wednesday, it'll happen on Saturday. Something's going to happen where they're just going to go, you know what? Forget this. As they say, this. dubbed films. Yeah, we're just going to go for it. Well... We'll be back on Friday to hopefully discuss a 4-0 Liverpool win at the London Stadium. Minamino scoring all four. Yeah, having come on as a second-minute substitute <laughs> for, um, for the injured Origi. And on that note, thank you very much for listening again. You've been wonderful. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.